Yeah, it's so good. It's so bad that it's good. That is the wrong answer, actually. <laughs> it's just a wild romp. I am feeling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah! All of them! What are you talking yourself into? I'm trying to talk myself into that. This is what this podcast is for. We're also trying to talk you into it. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This episode is Weird Al Yankovic again. My name is Jeff, and I once waited in line on a New York City sidewalk for over 12 hours to see the U.S. premiere of Doctor Who Season 6, and to be nice, Matt Smith bought everyone donuts. My name is Jimmy, and the one and only time I ever got in trouble in school was for singing the then-popular song Stacy's mom while getting waiting to get picked up. Apparently, they had not thought Stacy's mom had got it going on. My name is Dan, and when my niece was first learning to talk, I taught her to call Jimmy our little baby cousin Jimmy, and now that's the only way she refers to him. Yeah, thanks for that. And now she's 15. No. <laughs> so, Jeff. Yes. What kind of donuts? Dunkin' Donuts. They Aww. weren't good. But, you know, he probably thought it was like, oh, here's uh, hey, a Let's get some American donuts for these guys. Oi, oi. Did he hand deliver them? So the way that it worked was <laughs> he had heard that the BBC was giving out free tickets to a screening of the first two episodes, like a couple weeks before it aired, with the cast and executive producer there. So I was like, New York City, close by. Going to get there mad early in the morning. So I got there like 13 hours ahead of time. Walked up to the theater. The line had started. The line went to the right of the building and then it wrapped around the building. So I'm walking and then the line gets to the back of the building. So at this point, I'm directly behind the building and where the front door is. And there's a huge line. So we can't even see the front of the building. And they ran out of seats for the big theater where they were having the screening and the Q&A after. Um, but the BBC rented out the rest of the theater to be nice because the line kept going after me like it was I was still like in the top third of the line and it just kept going. So we got to see the screening in a different theater and they live streamed. They, they had a live video feed from mm. the main theater to the one we were at. And like afterwards, we saw the cast walk by and I didn't take a video. I got like a blurry picture of Karen Gillan's head from a foot in front Ooh. of me. But um, so like he paid for the donuts, I guess. And I think he hand delivered them to like the front of the line, but then he just walked in the building and then the BBC staff walked around the building and handed out donuts till they ran out. And there's a, a picture of me with a pile of Dunkin' Donuts boxes <laughs> on New York City sidewalk somewhere cool. on the internet. That was a long way of saying no. <laughs> well, it's a story I'm telling. Jeff, do we have any reviews? We do have a new review. It's a five-star review because Ooh. we're that good. Yeah. Left on Apple Podcasts by Commuting California Cousin, I believe... That's my cousin, Richie. <laughs> I've he, met him. He will not confirm nor deny that it is, but he's the only cousin I have in California. And he said, keep him up. The commute from work ain't half bad every Tuesday. Some great discussions and convincing arguments. Thanks for the pods, you dorks. Thumbs up. P.S. MTG episode is one of my favorites. Y'all should do more episodes on games or activities. Maybe cooking a dish? Hmm. I think there's a way people can see us cook a dish. They could. Yeah. If they go to patreon.com slash talk me into. 
and contribute $5 a month for our partner level. You will see our cook with us videos. There is a paella video that's up. And uh, we also filmed one where we pickled some pineapples. Because yeah. we pickle boys. We are pickle boys. We do be pickling. And I think it's funny that a lot of people who write into the show bring up the Magic the Gathering episode. I don't know, Dan. It's pretty good. Yeah, a lot of your people. <laughs> so we also got a few tweets. Now, uh, we do record episodes ahead of time, so this is going back a little bit here. <laughs> oh, boy. But when we were promoting our Ear Biscuits episode, I noticed that we were getting a few comments on the socials yeah. about the debate that we got into over regular versus double-stuffed This is actually Oreos. new to me because I did not see this on Twitter. So I created a poll. I said, apparently our ear biscuits debate is getting heated. Let us know your Oreo preference. And the options on the poll were regular, double stuff, or Oreos are gross. Oh, I wish I could have voted for Oreos are gross. So can I get a drum roll, please? Sure. The winner of the poll with 50% was double stuff. Damn straight. So double stuff won. I do agree with that. 50%. Coming in second place with 38% was regular. And at 12%, Oreos are gross. I don't even know if that's getting picked up on the mic. Probably not. <laughs> My fingers really hurt by doing that. We also got a comment to that poll that said, uh, a fellow podcast called Bodice Tipplers, which uh, follows us on the Twitters, said double stuff all day. Also, this is a super fun podcast, so you should all listen to and follow them. And they tweeted that. So thank you very yeah. much for that. Wait, thank were you. they talking about their podcast, Super Fun? No, they were talking about ours because they, okay. re- they retweeted the poll. Well, I want to listen to them. Maybe they're super fun too. Yeah. I mean, it says they're a podcast about drinking their way through trashy romance novels they used to steal off nightstands. <laughs> I could Sounds okay. like something Jeff would listen yeah, to. Yeah, I probably would listen to that. I don't drink or read romance novels, but I it, would listen to people drinking and reading romance I novels. I drink. Yeah, so in the meantime, if you want to hear your tweets, your reviews, and your emails read here, make sure you do that. Send reviews, send tweets, email us at talkmeintoit at gmail.com. As listeners of the show know, we have a little segment that we love to what? do. Was that a word? Those listeners. We have a segment that we like to do called Talking Ourselves Into, and it's just a little fun thing that we like to do that we're not going to be trying to talk our co-hosts into, but we're talking ourselves into it. This week, I'm trying to be more of an adult, and I'm talking myself into making my bed every day. Wow. Ooh, that's something that I don't do. Me really? Either. Oh, yeah. I, I really like it. So I, I talked about, I think it was in last week where um, I reorganized my bedroom and was packing away to hopefully move out at some point. But um, I look at my bedroom, and it's nice and clean now. I'm trying to keep it more clean. And, um, you know, with the messy bed, it just doesn't look right. I don't feel good. <laughs> so I'm just like, you know, it's, it's easy to make my bed. I can literally just, like, do a little plop of the comforter and then uh, spread it out, make sure it's all even, put the pillows on, and it's just a clean bed, and I feel a little bit better. The real question is... Do you do that just when you clean your room or every morning? Every morning. That's that's like a discipline. Thing, every right? morning when you wake up? Every uh after I shower. So every morning when you wake up, there's a halo hanging from the corner of your girlfriend's four-post bed? What? I don't understand that <laughs> reference. I well, a lot of a lot of people will get that. Sugar Ray said. I, just, I still don't get it. So it's 
I don't know, because I don't think it's necessary. Like, I pretty much just make the bed if company's coming over and my door is open. Um, I mostly like it um, when I'm coming home. When I'm coming home, my bed's like made and I don't have to like get the comforter out of like a ball in the corner of my bedroom. I can just lift open the comforter and get on in. I will admit that when at hotels. Yeah. I like coming back to a room with a freshly made bed. That's what I really like. It's about nice, it. but like it depends on the level do... of the tuck. Sometimes it's too tucked, yes. and you have to fight it and like Agreed. squirrel your feet in there. And <laughs> but spread sometimes it out. I really like that. I like I like feeling like I'm pressed. Together. You like an aggressive tuck at a hotel, yeah? Because like I don't do it at home, so it's like I'm getting a service. Because like <laughs> oh. even when I make my bed, I'm not tucking. I don't have like a duvet oh, I don't and tuck. a comforter and a top sheet and uh, whatever the hell else is on there. You know, I mean, you have a wife, so I wasn't sure what to expect. I know old Jeff was like a scum lord and just probably. <laughs> no, like, I still am a scum lord. She's really bad with blankets. Like, I don't know what her body does when she's asleep, <laughs> but the blankets are like, they look like giant yarn balls just laying. I don't know what happened. Like <laughs> yesterday I get home and I don't, I don't, it doesn't even matter. The blankets were a mess, but it, it, it takes one second when you get into bed to just straighten it out. Yeah. I don't know. make my bed, but I also know that it would be really easy for me to, because like when I sleep, like. A sheet and sometimes a blanket are on top of me and then when i get up in the morning i grab them and just push them to the side yeah so it'd be very easily to just fold it back over <laughs> but then you got to fold it open when you're getting in exactly so i just leave it folded open yeah i don't eh. i don't it, to me when people have said that they make their bed it's more of like a discipline thing like it's just part of the routine i'm right. gonna do this because it's, it's like starting your day on the right yeah. foot yeah like i get a gym you know what if you want to do that do it i mostly like it just to come home to a nice nice uh made bed so i'm gonna encourage you to step it up even a higher level oh if, if you're doing it so that when you come home you've got a nice made bed yeah i'm gonna suggest that you go online or you go to a store and you buy a large bag of andy's mints <laughs> and in the morning you, you see where i'm going oh, yes i do in the morning I love this. you make your bed and you put an andy's mint right on your pillow and when you get home when you go to bed there's a little treat for you just like you're staying at a hotel do you still you still live with your mom right yes right yeah, now yeah. i'm gonna take dan's i'm gonna raise it up a little bit oh i know where you're Here, going what you, oh, do. No. you don't put the mint on your bed you keep the mints in the freezer and then you text your mom <laughs> on your way home and say, mom, in 15 minutes, can you put a mint on my pillow? Oh, so when I get home, it's nice and cold and minty and refreshing. See, that's the difference between Jeff and I. I thought he was going to say, make your mom's bed and put a mint on her pillow as <laughs> no, well. No, 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 no. Because that would really be a delight. <laughs> I guess so. Maybe you could work nice. it out with her ahead of time. And you guys could take turns and surprise each other. I would agree with that, Jeff. But I do get home at 2 a.m. every day. And so she's not awake. Mom, wake up and put a mint on my pillow. <laughs> yeah. Go downstairs. Go to the freezer. Grab the mint. Put it on my yeah. pillow. Ma, the meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This is a great talk me into. Yeah, I was I was a little hesitant about this one. But I'm happy about Yeah, You literally said mine sucks. But... <laughs> We made it not suck. So I like this idea so much. If you continue to make your bed for a week, I will buy you a package of Andy's mints. <laughs> I I've been. I'm going to follow day. up with you at the end of this week, and I'll take a picture. It, I'll take a picture every day, and I'll text it to you do about it. that. Tweet it. Tag at talk me into. I really yeah, I like will. this. Let's this keep really up with good. it. Okay, Jeff, what are you talking yourself into? I'm talking myself into the video store. Ooh, here's what? why <laughs> two times recently I was told about a video store nearby. Oh, yeah. One of them was from 
Dan. Yep. Who told me about this store. What is it called again? Best Rental or something? Best Video in Hamden, Connecticut. It's one town over from my hometown. And I thought it was funny that he brought it up because about three weeks before, I listened to a episode of the Colin McEnroe Show, which is a local NPR show. It's a talk show. It's a, quite a delight. Yeah, because that's how me and Jeff roll. National yeah. Public Radio. They, they, they talk you about- You guys old... went to go see a, a, a showing, a, yeah. a live Wait, NPR. wait, don't tell me. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Jim. Catch up. Catch up. Let's do this. Come on. Um, and- they have a lot of local business on, but they were talking about VHS tapes and they had somebody from a video store, best video in Hampton, talk about the glory days of VHS rental stores. And little did I know there was still one open that was okay. So then Dan separately tells me about this is like, we got to check it out. And last weekend I went to the gym and I was like, oh, I'm in Hamden. Let's see where this place is. You bastard. I pull it up. We're supposed to go together. We can go together still, Dan. Pull it up. It's a mile away. I was like, all right, hit up the gym, get some Korean food because it's right next door. You Ooh. bastard. I like to go there for Korean food. <laughs> we can always get Korean food, Dad. And then I go to Best Video and you walk in and it is like a glorious, nostalgic trip. Oh, yeah. With new movies and old movies alike. And in order to supplement their video rentals, there's a small little coffee shop. They do musical performances in the Ooh. space. Um, it's mostly DVDs. Got a got a good selection of Blu-rays. But at first, I didn't get a membership because I was like, let me just try this out. I don't know if I'm going to want to drive here because, like, even though it's only four miles away, there's still a lot of traffic. And I picked up Shin Godzilla, which I wanted to see. I was wondering how you saw that. I saw you tweet about it. (laughs) Oh, my FOMO is at such a high level right now. (laughs) And I rented a documentary, which I saw almost 20 years ago that I forgot about called Star Voids, which was about voids, which was about. People waiting outside of movie theaters in Los Angeles for episode one to come out Mm. for like six months. And it was very poorly made, but it was a very interesting snapshot into that kind of fandom. Mm. And I just I rented those each night. It's a little expensive, but it's a local business. Dan's supporting his local businesses. So for four fifty, you rent a movie. But then I was like, you know what? For ten dollars a month, I can rent one movie at a time. Keep it for four days. And just keep doing it over yeah. and over again. Yeah. So then I went back with my wife and she picked out Ponyo on Blu-ray because it's a movie she likes and I never saw it. Is that an anime? Yeah, it's, it's a animated. Miyazaki movie. Yeah. yeah. I recognize the name. Uh, and then I brought that back and I rented Brigsby Beer, Bear. That's an awesome movie. <laughs> which was dope. I've been wanting to see that for a long time. I missed it in theaters. Yeah, I've been wanting and, to see uh, that. And it's great. They still have the same computer systems from 1985, which <laughs> is the year of my birth. So it's very, it's a very nice place. Best video and cultural center in hampton connecticut that's a good one jeff i'm jealous of that one yeah you should be it's pretty fun <laughs> it's kind of ironic because dan and i went to go see kevin smith live and he did a uh, a reading of his possible clerks three um you're trashing my talking myself into oh uh, sorry wow jumping the gun Damn. so what are I, you talking yourself into i am talking myself into killing your idols hear me wow. out okay <laughs> oh boy hear me out. i'm very interested in this Knowing what Jimmy just said and now. Yeah, no, it's not as bad as it sounds. I'm just just fun and just fun in that, y'all. No, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan, as are Jeff and Jimmy. And as Jimmy was alluding to, Kevin Smith just recently hosted a charity event at a local New Jersey playhouse that was looking for financial support. Mm -hmm. So he decided to do a live reading of the Clerks 3 script that was never produced. Okay. So we went to it. It was a good time. Um, he had some special guests up there with him, uh, Bri- Brian O'Halloran, who played Dante, 
and a couple other people who had lesser parts. Um, Ver- the actress who played Veronica was in it. And mm-hmm. Anyways, there was a few people up there, and they did a live table read of the script, and it was a really good time, and it was really fun, but it would have been a really bad movie. <laughs> and I really enjoyed myself, and like I said to Jimmy as soon as we walked out of there and his Aunt Megan, who was with us, I said, I am so glad I got to see this in this environment. It was <laughs> yeah. such a cool experience. But I'm equally glad that he did not make this movie. I don't know how much we should spoil because it's Yeah, I'm possible. not going to get into All I'm going to say is, yeah. is what Kevin Smith said, is that it goes into a very um, negative, dark area. Yeah. He called it the, what did he call it, the the King Lear? Yes. Of, of uh, the viewers universe. universe. Yeah. So the reason why I'm saying Kill Your Idols is obviously I'm being sarcastic. Like, I like Kevin Smith. I'm very excited for Jay and Silent Bob reboot. But- we build these idols up, especially when we're fans of genre movies and stuff like that. We build these heroes up in our head and think that they're infallible and could do no wrong. And that's not really the case. Yeah. There's been a few Kevin Smith things lately that I have not enjoyed. Well, I would say the, the second half of his career yeah, from the beginning to right now is Since not he started good. smoking weed has not really been my favorite production. Yeah. So I think he can turn around with Jane Silent Bob reboot. I think. See, he, I'm hoping so, but based on his track record, well, he's been so. away from these characters for a long time, though. He has been, and I think if he comes back to them, it, it can be a strong output. Mm-hmm. But all I'm saying is, I'm starting to look at things and uh, trying to separate my more um, critical side from my fanboy side, and oh, say yeah. that. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can respect the creator and respect the genre and respect the property, but also acknowledge that it's not a great movie. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, like I love Kevin Smith, but Red State, it was okay. Oh, I like Red State, but yeah. Hated it. Yoga Hosers, unwatchable. But also more respect to Kevin Smith because he did put the kibosh on Clerks 3 and he made the right decision. (laughs) Did he put the kibosh on it or nobody wanted to fund it? No, I don't think they even got that far. I think there was some internal strife as to like what this was doing to the characters, and I think they made the right. Well, I mean, decision. they almost had to make Clerks too, and I think that was a good movie. Yeah, but that wasn't for that reason. Okay, that was for like funding and political reasons yeah. and stuff. So, anyways, all I'm saying is, we're all fans of genre fiction. Yeah, but sometimes you need to take a step back and say, mm, just because there's lasers in it doesn't make it good. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things like Jeff's documentary was alluding to is a large portion of this film takes place waiting in line for a film to come out. Oh, yes, that was another part and of it, And also, everything is just vibing and syncing together. Star Wars was narrated by Kevin Smith, so the cover said he introduced the movie for, like, three minutes, and then his <laughs> voice was never heard again. That's cool. funny. <laughs> About a month ago... I successfully talked Jimmy into Weird Al Yankovic. Yes, you did. And Dan wasn't sure if he was talking into Weird Al. So uh, talk me into first. No, we, it's um, not. Well, I mean, oh, the split, the split with yeah. the yeah. Well, like the Doctor Who one we planned, but this this was a surprise to me. And uh, some inside baseball. We've always said to each other, like, if we're doing something big, like Beatles, if you know, you guys said to me, if you if you honestly can't decide say you need more we'll do another episode so it's always been an option for us but like it wasn't planned wasn't expecting it really wanted to get that yes right away (laughs) but i was i was happy enough to get the split and um dan yeah why don't you recap the audience or maybe this is uh a listener's first time in which case i would suggest you go listen to the first part of weird al but 
what was your opinion on the playlist I presented? Yeah, so Jeff made a playlist that was a pretty good retrospective throughout Weird Al's career, and he focused on um, things that he thought would be a little bit more like welcoming, user-friendly to the new listener. Um, and I think he sort of went against his own nature in some respects because uh, he was focused on big hits and things that were sort of like seminal, like important Weird Al songs and representative of Weird Al style. And... So I listened through it, and some of that I liked, some of it I didn't like. Uh, what I ended up feeling was that the things that I liked were the more outrageous turns, like mm. the polkas, some of the really hardcore like genre parodies that he does, like impressions of very specific time periods of Beach Boys music and stuff yes. like that. Yeah, you really like the the Doors pet prestige too. Yeah, and um. Mm. So and and I also had this feeling that you know for all these years of being friends with Jeff, I had heard about what a visual component his career had, about how great it was seeing him live, and I'd seen a few of the music videos and knew that they were funny. So at the end of the episode, I basically told Jeff, I liked some of what I heard, and I didn't like some of what I've heard, and I'm on the fence. So I I sort of charged Jeff and Jimmy to prepare a second episode that would focus on more of the weirder cuts more of the polkas and then a lot more of the visual component Mm -hmm. so so jeff from what i hear from jimmy you've worked on that primarily yeah i mean we've worked on uh these two playlists together we can say yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's in the works by the time this episode i will have contributed to that everything's gonna be put together we have a very good outline and right now listeners both playlists are up on the show notes. There's a Spotify playlist called Try Harder to Talk Me Into, Weird Al Yankovic, <laughs> and a YouTube playlist. And you're going to have to do some work on your own if you want to follow us along, because we're also going to be watching a movie, which is not on YouTube um, for free. And this playlist is exactly what Dan explained. We're taking the weirdest songs. The weirdest Weird Al. The weirdest Weird Al. Um, and we're also taking things that Dan really likes. So there's going to be more polkas. There's going to be more accordions. There's going to be zanier songs. There's going to be crazy songs like Albuquerque, which is another Oh, I was going to ask for that one. Oh, yeah. You want that one? I mean, I've heard it compared to... I've heard that it's the decline from no effects weird al song <laughs> yes it it is it is a very long song you're gonna get you know biggest ball of twine in minnesota you're getting all these songs dan <laughs> okay and so that's the music part of it it's gonna be not as long as playlist as last time because we want everybody to be able to consume survive everything um and we're gonna be watching his 1989 movie uhf which he wrote with his manager, Jay Levy, who directed it. Um, and it was a commercial failure. It came out the same <laughs> summer as Batman, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And it just, it did not do well in the box office. When um, when it was released on video a few years later, or however long it took. Got a cult um, following, right? Yeah, I got a cult following. And I actually saw a screening in 2017 in Providence, Rhode Island, mm. which was really awesome. It was the first time I saw it in theaters in a group of people who liked the movie, who said, uh, stupid, you're so stupid at the same time. 
on the screen. I don't know what that means. It's a quote from the movie. People are just, yeah, I'm just saying it's like Rocky Horror. When we went to go see that, everybody interacts. It was just a really good vibe. Weird Al did a live Q&A. I was one of the first ones to ask him a question. I asked for a selfie, which celebrities don't like, but they never say no to the first. So I got up on stage, <laughs> took a selfie with him, and then the moderator said no more selfies. Uh, and people did not like me for that, but I don't care because I got a selfie with my hero. So we're watching that movie, <laughs> the TLDR version. And what's uh, TLDR mean? Too, too long, long didn't read. read. Come on, Dan. I don't know what that means. Okay. Um, we put together a YouTube playlist with uh, a selection of music videos, cameos, his show, I believe. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff in from the 1980s to the mid 2000s he had a recurring segment on mtv called al tv the concept was he was hosting a pirate radio show and he Mm -hmm. overtook mtv and he commandeered the broadcasting so he played a lot of his music videos but there were also a lot of live segments of him just interacting with people and he did what i think is uh was ahead of his time a lot of people on youtube do it now um he would take existing interviews with celebrities and edit them in a way to make it look like he's interviewing them and they're giving crazy, yes those are super funny crazy replies they're very funny um he plays them a lot at his live shows in between costume changes it's like a space um, ghost type of thing yeah it is yeah. kind of like that yeah um some of them are incredibly funny he's also done some for funny or die so he's he's done a lot of video stuff even in these last 10 years 15 years um that's really funny and, you know, he's done voiceovers and shows like The Simpsons, My Little Pony, Transformers. Yeah. Um, he's everywhere. So we're going to give you a little taste of that. He has two official live uh, video releases, one from 1999, one from his Apocalypse tour. So we'll probably put some clips up there because some of the songs he does live are a little different, um, especially the 1999 one. There's some weird versions of like, like a surgeon. Um, and I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be. It's going to be weird. Like, it's definitely going to be out there. So we should say that you're you're creating a Spotify playlist. Yes. You're creating a YouTube playlist. Yes. Is UHF available streaming? It is. On Amazon Prime, right? I believe so, yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> As I get the thumbs up from you, because I did not Because I did that. check. <laughs> so if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch UHF there. Or if not, just take it out of your personal video collection, because you should own it. Yeah. I'm sure you everyone fool. does. All right, so we're going to watch the watches, we're going to listen to the listens, and when we come back, I am going to give you the answer that you've been waiting for, or the answer you've been dreading. This is really stressful. And I guess <laughs> we couldn't really give spoilers for the last episode because it was just music, but yeah, spoiler alert on UHF. Yeah, a 30-year-old movie. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of big, huge plot points that will shatter, shake you to your core. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's pre-nanny Fran Drescher, so watch out. Ooh, I've also heard Michael Richards. Pre-Seinfeld Michael Richards. Yeah, oh, and everyone boy. loves him. And, I mean, yeah, especially He's that. never done anything controversial. No. So I guess when we come back, we will be talking about all these things, and we will find out if I'm a Weird Al fan or not. Yeah. Patreon.com slash talk me into support your favorite podcast and become a patron. Listen, we're not asking you to pay our rent 
pay our back taxes or pay the loan shark my down on his luck uncle may or may not owe. We're asking for a few bucks a month so that we can afford to not only bring you the free podcast you're listening to right now, but so that we can bring you literally everything the three of us have ever created. That's right. Patrons have access to projects we've been a part of in the past, such as web comics, internet radio shows, other podcasts about a dozen different bands, vlogs, which is short for video logs, for those of you not in the know, and the list goes on. And aside from the archives, you'll be getting mini Talk Me Into episodes like the Old Town Road one that we released for free, full-length Talk You Into episodes, and Cook With Us videos. Our paella and pickled pineapple videos are up there right now. Go check it out on patreon.com slash talkmeinto. Okay, fellas. It's been, it's been three weeks since I, we last recorded. I hate it and I love it. <laughs> yeah, you love it. There's a little, there's, it's a love-hate relationship. What we're going to do fellas. is we're going to get both t-shirt designs, if you feel so inclined, and okay, fellas, and send them both to the t-shirt place and let them choose randomly. <laughs> Which one to do? Yeah. Or no, it's whatever the get, best one is. We get both printed and somebody just buys a Talk Me Into t-shirt. Yeah, and they don't know what they're going to get. they get what oh, they get. Oh, yeah. And they have to like it. Yeah. Uh, so it's been a couple weeks since we last got together and talked about Weird Al. For the second time. For the second time. This is our What are we calling this? Weird Al Redux? Sure. Just been calling it part two, but we can go with Redux <laughs> yeah. by the time this comes out. Too late. It's already called part two. Do it as Weird Al. <laughs> so Jeff and Jimmy, you guys work together. Uh, predominantly Jeff, I imagine. It, it was yeah. 99% Jeff, and I said, cool. Yeah. yeah, Jimmy had some suggestions as well. To come up with uh, another audio playlist and a video playlist. <clears throat> right? Yes. Correct. So I definitely listened to the audio. Which mo- is uh, on Spotify, if you don't know. Yeah, we're going to have a link to it in the show notes. Try harder to talk me into Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. And for, like, you want to talk a little bit about, you, you sort of geared this specifically to my comments from the first weird al episode exactly right? yeah and we talked about it in the first part of this episode so in order to avoid redundancy i won't get into that but there are songs that are what i consider to be fan favorites mm-hmm. super weird out there zany songs it's of the his. deep cuts yeah and more polkas there's a few more polkas on here yeah i think two or three i added because we already we had a long playlist in the first episode, so <clears throat> I didn't want to go crazy with it because we do have a lot of videos to get to. And also, we did not watch UHF, so if you did before the break, congratulations. You <laughs> saw a good movie. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, it was a busy time, and we had the video list, we had the um, playlist. We had three whole weeks, and we put everything down to literally the last couple of days. So Dan just finished watching the videos before we recorded. I mean, we had other prep for another episode to do and i did that early yeah yeah i just got delayed on weird al but but we should get right into the the weird al playlist sure first song on it this is the life one of my personal favorites it was in the movie johnny dangerously starring michael keaton oh that's funny i didn't know that (laughs) yeah um so i thought this one was fun it was sort of old timey and catchy the one thing that i noticed about it was i think the joke was that Everything is supposed to be super ostentatious and over the top about being rich and all that. Yeah. Doesn't feel that ridiculous anymore after listening to a couple decades of hip hop music. Yeah. Yeah. Rappers. uh, Everyone's bragging about what they got. Yeah. It's not that that crazy. Um, I mean, it's still still pretty funny. Yeah. It was funny. It's pretty Um, outrageous. 
I enjoyed it. The only thing I wasn't crazy about was, and I don't know if they did this on purpose as a joke, but um, this old timey like vaudevillian style, and then yes. it rips the into a crazy guitar solo, like an '80s metal distorted guitar solo. You don't remember that? Part? Yeah, yeah, no, but I, I, well, I like that. It was silly. It, it was, was weird. <laughs> and the spoon solo. Yeah, that was fun. That that fit the genre. Yeah, I think I liked it. I liked it, Dad. I liked it. I did. I really liked it. Yeah. The, um, the next song, You Make Me, this is one of those songs. I don't know how to categorize it like amongst Weird Al songs, but it's one of those songs like Everything You Know Is Wrong, which mm-hmm. is also on this playlist, where it's just like this really frenetic energy and just these musically, it's just like really fun, yeah. fast, upbeat. I think it definitely fits in with um, Everything You Know Is Wrong. And the other one that I wrote down actually is Dare To Be Stupid. Yeah, yeah. it's very much like yep. that. Um, I didn't find the lyrics to be super funny, but I thought it was very catchy and like, like I said, it fit that type of quintessential Weird Al sound. Yeah, for it's me. not laugh out loud funny, but it's just a silly song, and it's fun to see him play live, which he did a few years ago. I was very excited to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I like this one. Like I said, it wasn't necessarily the f- as funny, but um, it's sort of what I one of the ones that I think of when I think of Weird Al music now. Nice. Um. And we get to the first polka of the playlist. Yes. Polka party. Off of the album Polka Party, which I should have put in the videos. I didn't. There's a video of Jimmy Fallon and Lin-Manuel Miranda singing this song together. That's adorable. Which might be. Oh, yeah. I remembered watching that at the time it aired, but I wasn't really that familiar with Weird Al, so I didn't really know what they were doing. Yeah. And I mean, they did it like 30 years after the song came out. (laughs) So (laughs) it's not very topical. But what do you think about it, Dan? Uh, I liked it. In general, I'm not a fan of this type of music, this 80s pop music. Right. And I think it was more enjoyable to listen to it as a polka. And a lot of the songs, like, you know. Yeah. Because, like, sometimes when you're listening to a polka, you might not know the original because, you know, there's 20-something songs in every polka and it spans 30 years, so. I have a vast knowledge of 80s um, pop and easy listening hits, thanks to. (laughs) Well, we grew up on Delilah. Yeah, exactly. My mom. Oh, geez. Yeah. My mom. Shout out to Lynn. Was a big uh, Star ninety nine point nine listener. You know, best hits of the eighties, nineties, and today. So funny story. Uh, just because you brought up Star ninety nine point nine, which is a local like easy listening, easy listening channel in Connecticut. Yeah, when I was in middle boys. school, one of the the DJs and the traffic guy uh, came into our school to talk, cool. and the traffic guy was blind, and I thought that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he senses the traffic i mean i'm sure he's told and given like transcripts uh, weird in braille of what's going on but yeah i was like this is an interesting profession for <laughs> a blind man bizarre. to desire that's cool to enter. yeah yeah so again i'm into the polkas that's what i'm learning about myself moving on to one of the most popular weird al songs for fans amongst fans yeah i was gonna say not i don't think it's commercially as successful no it's off of the uhf soundtrack um the biggest, biggest ball, ball of twine, twine in minnesota. minnesota jinx i love it uh, dan um, yeah what'd you think about it i hated it no i'm just kidding i actually <laughs> loved it oh, okay so far this is my favorite weird al song that i heard nice um what makes it your favorite so far because we've listened to at this point 40 weird al songs yeah i think uh the lyrics finally went farther as far as I wanted some of the other songs to that were in this sort of like absurd genre. Right. 
I think he finally pushes it to the level of absurdity that I actually LOL'd. Mm-hmm. Like at work, like a fool with headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> in an office environment, like a dummy. <laughs> I like my how my coworker uh... was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, it's just funny. Something funny. <laughs> I like how it's kind of like a road trip song. It reminds me of uh, Uneasy Rider yeah. by uh, Charlie Daniels Band. It reminds me of the movie Road Trip starring Tom Green. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> or it, no, what it, what it actually like brought to memory was like some like the vibe of like National Lampoon's Vacation. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of what I picture in my head. Yeah, yeah. like a family going out on a crappy right. vacation. Right. When road I was trip. a kid, I I wasn't really into the song because I didn't pick up a lot of like the nuance and subtlety because it wasn't like him screaming and making weird sounds and being absurd. But uh it's grown on me over the years and now it's one of my favorites and one of my wife's least favorite because I listen to it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I could see how this could be an annoying one. Yeah. yeah. And I finally got to see him do it live uh, a few weeks ago. Wow. So that was, that oh, was that's fun. nice. Then we get to... And, and like, oh. it's also for 1989, seven minutes is pretty long for like a song. You know, yeah. some songs have stretched that boundary now, like Albuquerque, which is on his list, Jackson Park Express, which we listened to, Trapped in a drive Through. Those are all like, very long songs yeah and you're you're really good at uh convincing people that seven minutes is really long (laughs) it's it's pretty funny yeah (laughs) so bohemian polka i was quite surprised over uh i was only kidding oh sorry I was only kidding. Let's go to I was only kidding. Were you only kidding about skipping over? I was, I was only, only kidding. kidding. Can't you take a joke? Yeah, I didn't love this one. Yeah, okay. I, thought, I, I wasn't a huge fan of it either. I, I don't really like when he tries to get into heavier music. I don't think it suits his voice or like his production style. I don't think that was the point. The, the whole joke of this is it starts out as this loving song and it's really soft and the background vocals are angelic and he's talking to a lover of his and then uh, you find out that he doesn't really love them and it's a joke and he did all this stuff like couldn't you tell that I don't love you and I think the the comparison of the soft to the crazy mm-hmm. you know frantic music that came was the joke it's it's a one joke song yeah um, I just put it on there to display he has a lot of those songs like we've talked about in the last episode about relationships and love and they're always not really about that yeah, yeah. I wonder how his real relationship is oh, it's I know he's, he's married he's been married for a while he has a teenage daughter now I'm glad that they're, you can speak on his behalf they're lovely people I've <laughs> seen on the internet yeah um so then we get to bohemian Polka. yeah then we get to bohemian let's, let's hear what you have Polka. to say jim spit it out uh <laughs> come on come on hurry up I, I was surprised i didn't know this existed until this playlist i didn't either um, that's why i put it on there to trick you yeah it was really good um i liked it a lot as a fan of the original obviously um it, it's kind of funny because when he gets to the uh you know the guitar solo towards the end yep. he's, he's playing it on um uh accordion accordion yeah and it reminded me, you know who this person is, Dan. Um, it reminded me, we had to sing Bohemian Rhapsody in choir a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And our accompanist, Wendy, had to do that guitar solo on piano. <laughs> and it reminded me of that. It's just so goofy. Yeah. But I don't know. We love that. Shout out to Wendy and our, our boy. Shout out to Wendy, <laughs> our 70-year-old boy. woman who plays piano for yeah. choirs. And her boy, Malin, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like this one a lot. I didn't know it existed. Where was it? Where is this from? This Jeff? is from Alapalooza. It came out in the early '90s. I think this came out around the same time Wayne's World, which sort of brought this yeah. song back into the zeitgeist. popularity. Um, were you guys waiting for like the next song? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> that, awesome. I literally wrote that down. I'm like, impressive. I kept waiting for it to change to other Queen songs, <laughs> but it didn't. Yeah, 
It was fun. It was well done, and I like that he committed to... Do, I mean, it works as his types of polkas because the song in and of itself it's has so, so many crazy. different parts, yeah. and it feels like he's making those transitions when really that's how the song goes. This is this is a highlight polka to me. It's kind of like Hamilton polka. Like, yeah, they're different songs, but it's the same thing that mm-hmm. he's putting in a polka. Um, I'm glad you guys liked it. Yeah. And speaking of things we like, everything you know is wrong. You were just singing that as it's we were so up catchy. <laughs> yeah, this one actually brought me right back because it's one of those things where I don't remember that I remember it, like because you had bad hair. Exactly, yeah. and it's not one of the songs you think of from Bad Hair Day necessarily. It is for me. It's one of my favorite Weird Al songs. Well, I like it, and I yeah. I literally heard it, and I knew the lyrics, and I was like, "How do I know this?" And I remembered sitting in my room reading the liner notes of the cassette tape, like with the lyrics in it and stuff. I think when I sang the song in its entirety in front of my wife for the first time and she didn't like jump out of the car trying to escape me, I, kn- I knew I had to marry her. Yeah. Because she could just tolerate it. At least you were singing along in the car. When you first started that story, I pictured you like sitting her down in the living room, standing in front of her and just performing it. And I was like, <laughs> that's one of the saddest things I've ever heard. <laughs> By the way, I have to correct myself. I didn't have this on cassette. I had it on CD. It's one of the first CDs I ever got. Oh. Did you have it on CD, Jeff? I had it on CD. I the CD I have was this came out in like May and I got it for my birthday in September of 96 and the CD I have <laughs> has the black and white weird out. Super fans will know what I'm talking about. The CD there's like a color version of it. Yeah, I had the on. color one. Yeah, you're better than me. Oh. Uh, I borrowed it from friends and like ripped it to cassette until i actually we were poor I yeah before the compact so what disc. did they do like a black and white cover for like kmart or something not the cover the actual cd itself the oh. disc 19... i don't remember but i do have the spine that's clear and it has like the polka dot kind of coloring and it's not a black spine in 1996 i had a veggie tales cassette tape i oh, i'm surprised you were alive where is my hair 96 yeah i was alive i was one. Oh, where is my hairbrush okay my baby's in love with eddie vetter this one, I wasn't really feeling the music too much. Really? But I the lyrics were awesome. It was a scathing, yeah. scathing, painful burn on Eddie Vedder. Yes, it, <laughs> yeah. it was. I, th- I was like, I think he actually hates Eddie Vedder. <laughs> I was almost concerned that like he really had a girlfriend who left him for Eddie Vedder. Yeah. But it's it's also just like these super specific weird jokes about yeah. Pearl Jam. Like, yeah. The Ticketmaster joke. Like, yeah, yeah, 20 years ago when it came out, I was like, that's funny. That's why it was worse than any of the other, like, Burn songs because I was like, oh, he really, like, knows stuff about them and, like, used it to go at him. I don't him. think it's an attack, though. No, it's all well, attack in a funny way, but right. you know what I'm saying? Like, he's had other songs where he sort of, like, bashes people or, or anything like that, but this was so specific. I was like, he's probably really a Pearl Jam fan. Yeah, and who know, knowing him because he's like Mr. Nice Guy, he probably even talked to Eddie Vedder about it. Who knows? Yeah, I could imagine um, them enjoying the song as but well. But musically, you didn't like it. I really liked it. There was a lot of like, this is sort of like where his accordion playing on albums start after this starts to like tail off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like. The accordion was cool, but I just think the structure of the song, I didn't hate it. I just thought that it was like just okay. I, I liked his, there was a little bit of like yodeling thrown in there too. Mm. I liked it. Albuquerque. No. Jerry Springer. Oh, Jerry you Springer. You guys are terrible. I have it written list. down. I'm just it's a lot of text. I, I'm skipping through. This things. is I'll, I'll let you guys talk about it first, but I put this on here because it's by far his most edgy song lyrically. Yeah. Even more so than mm. like Talk Soup on Alpalooza. Uh, and I, I didn't like that about it. I thought it was okay. a little too far. I want wholesome Al. Wholesome Al. <laughs> I, I thought it was a little too aggressive. And to be honest with you. 
some of the lyrics are a little dated. Yes. Yeah. Which is another reason why I put it on here. I wanted to see what people in 2019 would think about this song. And, and this came up a couple times throughout the songs we listened to, and I just shrugged it off because it was maybe like one mention per song, but there's multiple mentions in this song. A little transphobic. Yeah. I mean, again, it was a different time. It's a different time, and I think maybe it's just about the words used. Yeah. Because yeah. like some of the words are you know, used to describe uh, a trans person in porn. Yeah. Um, well, also in that time period, it was a major plot line of the Jerry Springer show. Yes. To have people on who were revealing that they were actually different genders and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. So yeah. aside from the actual content, which, you know, is a reason why I put it on here, because it is very shocking. Um, I really just this song really displays how good he is as a lyricist. And even. I'm not going to say rapper, but it's it's very fast paced. Yeah, this is the one that's a one week parody, right? Yeah, naked mm-hmm. ladies. And it's he's just incredibly talented at arranging words and lyrics. And because if this was an original song, he could have done however he wanted, but he had to play within those guidelines. And yeah. he did a really good job. His uh, come on down and pull on my finger at the very end made me laugh so hard. Yeah, that yeah. was probably my favorite part of the song. <laughs> I don't know why. It was just so out of the pull left field. On my finger. Now, yeah. moving on to Albuquerque, definitely a fan favorite. Top yeah. five. I've seen it three or four times live. It's incredible. Dad. I didn't love it as much as I thought I was going to. I Okay, so that's good because I put this on here thinking you would hate it, but I put it on here because you have to. Yeah, see, I knew about this song just from folklore and <laughs> folklore. Yeah, from hearing people talk <laughs> oh, about yes, it. It's a two-decade-year-old tale, and I I tend to like the weirder stuff that I've heard. But I have to say, like, I had really high hopes for it, and I was mostly just bored. I I didn't think it lived up to my expectations. Um, the donut store section was funny, and when he does it live, he extends it by quite a few sections really? of donuts. <laughs> yeah, it's very long and very funny, and. The I hate sauerkraut callback was like my favorite part when that came back up <laughs> yeah, later. At the very it's, like, end. it's the whole thread of the yeah. story. You don't even think about it. Yeah. And the other thing I really liked about it is that a song that long, he commits to not to get too nerdy, but I'm sure you guys can listen to it clear enough to realize this. The whole song is only two chords. Yes. He changes dynamics. He changes mm-hmm. rhythms and melodies, but it's based around two chords. And that takes, like, cojones to commit to a super long song yeah. that's only two chords. I was very... In, I've always been interested in how they recorded it. Because, like, it's not a song that lyrically has much structure. Yeah. Um, it's pretty free-flowing, so... Oh, you want to know if they knew exactly how many times to do it? Yeah, because, like, there are parts where his yeah. lyrics line up with the punches. Yeah, there's punctuations and stuff. And... I'm sure he does... I mean, you've seen him live... Yes. He makes changes, but those changes are probably consistent show to show or whatever when he does yeah, it. Yeah, that's true, too. It's not like the way we used to record when we would just say, do this like until Adam says this word and then stop. <laughs> you said like we used to? That's like we still do. Yeah, I mean, we're not in a band anymore, but we had a song that was like, just do this over and over again until Adam says this and then we'll stop. <laughs> that's that's cool. not good planning. That's not good songwriting. As I was listening to this more and more, it, it definitely grew on me. I, I could see why this is a fan favorite. There's parts that I like and I respect the idea of it, but there was parts that I was just like, okay, I yeah. tuned, tuned out When a I was bit. a freshman in high school, I sat next to my good friend Dante in the back row. Good old of, milkman. Of honor rolls English class or whatever it was called. And um, 
we had to print out a lyric or a quote from somebody that we admire that's inspirational and the teacher was gonna oh, hang boy. it up on the ceiling surrounding the room <laughs> i remember our friend adam quoted dead kennedys which i thought was funny because yeah. i didn't know who the dead kennedys were at the time i was like wow that's pretty mean though a lot of kennedys have died recently <laughs> and um i printed out it was like landscape on a piece of paper the whole part at the end about if if you find yourself in an existential quandary filled with loathing and self-doubt yeah that whole entire section on a piece of paper and the teacher looked at it like what what the hell is this <laughs> and it just hung up on the wall in the English class <laughs> for the entire year yeah um i wish they had found a way to use it in breaking bad Oh, <laughs> like somehow i don't know like in a chase scene or there, something there is a photo of weird al with brian cranston and uh yeah jesse pinkman guy yeah well Aaron they're making Paul. a breaking bad movie maybe we can find it in uh el camino yeah. or whatever what's that called el camino is it oh, okay yeah. good job jim yeah hardware store yeah Take this is away, one of my jim. favorites I, I like this song um you talk about it first jim um i, I really like the I don't really know what it's kind of styling about. Like, I don't know what it's parodying, but I think it's really funny. And just the fact that he wrote in, I love the, uh, all the tool sounds and stuff in here too, that act like instruments. I think that's really clever. Um, so I wrote notes on this, but I'm having a hard time remembering the song, like what the hook is. And it's stuff. a lot of, uh, power tool sounds in the beginning. There's the part with, he lists off a lot of things you can buy at the store. Very fast paced. Yeah, well, that's actually, I wrote down that the fast lyric section is very impressive. It really yeah, yeah. is. It's incredible. So I think that is sort of like the feeling that you got from Jerry Springer. Yeah. Like I feel about this. Um, it's just impressive musically. Store. Yeah. Do, do, I, I do, do, wrote do. down that the music is very serious in juxtaposition to how useless the lyrics are. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Which is kind of funny. Yeah. But yeah, it, um, it didn't burn itself into my memory like some of the other ones we listened to. And now on to, I would say, his most ambitious parody to date, Trapped in a drive through I loved it. Oh, Really? Wow. It was so funny because I hate R. Kelly. He's like human garbage. <laughs> he, is, yeah. he is a scumbag, and especially now recently. I mean, this song is, he yeah. was always a scumbag. Like, when this song was recorded, he was a piece of garbage. Yeah, it just wasn't as widely accepted. Exactly. Yeah. So I hated R. Kelly like as a musician. He was terrible before we knew he was a terrible person. Yeah. And that's why this was actually funny. Like it's so much funnier to rag on someone. Like I like Eddie Vedder. So I like, you know, uh, what's the name of it? My baby's in love with Eddie Vedder. Like that's funny to me because I appreciate Eddie Vedder, but it's yeah. more funny to attack <laughs> someone who's trash and laugh at yes. them instead of with them. Yeah. That'll come up later in videos, by the way. And plus, uh, Trapped in the Closet is such a stupid concept. I don't know how anyone could honestly like it. So <laughs> we, we watched that. In, we watched great. Trapped in the Closet in college. I, I didn't oh my know gosh! Just um, we just thought it was like so bad. I learned funny. about it from South Park and then watched the real thing. And this is so much better. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like this, it's it's just such a stupid concept. And he commits to the joke for eleven yeah. minutes. Yeah. And the Led Zeppelin riff in the middle of it was yeah, that was good, startling. And I, it's another time when I actually LOL'd at work. You should look into it because there was at one point he said it was going to be a different song, mm. and I thought that was very interesting. But they got they were able to do the Led oh the Zeppelin riff, yeah. yeah, it was fun. This was a Thanks. good one. I like I like that you like it. Yeah uh handy i picked this because i know that you are an iggy azalea fan iggy Iggs. and i yeah. think that he captures her cadence pretty well 
which is something he hasn't done on later albums. And uh, what do you think, Dan? I, I have hot takes on this one. Love it. I love whenever there's takes that are hot, especially. First of all, I used to be an Iggy Azalea fan. Okay. <laughs> True. Now... She she really can't rap. She had one rap song. She has a couple bops on her new album, uh, but I, I would I would attribute yet. them to her producer and not her. <laughs> yeah, I don't like just know. wanna is a proper bop. Yeah, I don't know about all that, but um, <laughs> I did hear this one when it originally came out because I liked Iggy Azalea. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I liked the original song, um, Fancy. I don't like this parody though. I think that the concept was a real bad reach. I will agree with you. The first time I heard it, I was like, okay. But the more I listen to it, the more impressed I am at how he wrote lyrics about being a handyman and like just had all that. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't ne- even if I was researching, like, he threw in like for Micah. He's he's talking yeah. about for Micah, Dan. But <laughs> it sounds so forced, though. It sounds like he came up with the title. I'm so handy, and then he had to force a song into it. But he <laughs> did also did it quickly. <laughs> Because when he does parodies for albums, he does those last. So this came out, he recorded this maybe like a month before the album was released. Hmm. And he he did it timely. And, you know, I think the story was he asked his daughter, like, what songs are popular now? And she said <laughs> this. And he's like, okay. And then he, he, he did it, Dan. Yeah, that's commendable. But it doesn't feel natural. It feels okay. forced. I have a specific memory with the song of remember that time we were in a band together. And I played tambourine, but I remember Jeff like driving up to the place and he had this blasting. <laughs> I thought that was really that funny. That was the month that this came out. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. remember that because I was yeah. listening to it on repeat in yeah. my car. Cool. <laughs> Sports song. Also on that album. Oh, this was on that album? Yeah, yeah. the next two are on that album. I kind of went in order, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the, I'll let Dan talk first. I thought this song was like just okay right. in the beginning. Um, I thought that the high-minded idea, like the overarching theme of the song, was was fine. Mm-hmm. Like it was commendable, but I wasn't. It wasn't like latching onto me. But then when it switched to the "We're Great and You Suck" section, that was really cool. Yeah, that's funny. I think that this is a perfect song, and <laughs> <laughs> I think that you, because... you like Weird Al too much. Well, no, Jeff. I mean I do, but. It's such a perfect parody of sports anthems, and it's just, it's like this biting criticism of sports fandom, especially on the college level. But and, it's like old-fashioned, like marching band sports Yeah, so anthems. like musically, he, he gets the theme, it's marching band it's But lyrically, it's just like, it's just showing, like all these guys are like, we're better than you, we're the greatest, but then later on, maybe we're not that great. Yeah. Maybe we're just a little bit better than you. It's just, oh, it's such a good song, and oh, I love it. I think it's good. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's perfect, but I like it. It's a it. perfect song. Not a perfect Weird Al song. According <laughs> to Jeff, it's song. a perfect song. I was going to say perfect parody, but the word song came out, and you know what? I'm sticking to it. Yeah, I mean, like, you've got uh, you got the Beatles, you got Yesterday, yeah. and then you've got- Sports song. Sports, Sports song. song. <laughs> They're right up there. My own eyes, you guys. Yeah. You're following along. Yeah, still we, with me. We're there. I yeah. thought you were gonna speak, and you didn't until you did. <laughs> nope, it's a Foo Fighter pastiche. Oh, is that what it is? Yes, it is, Dan. Uh, I didn't have a lot to say about this one. I thought it was mostly just gross. I saw a baby drive a truck. 
I thought it was because this came out in 2014. I think it was getting back to his roots lyrically a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was silly. Um, and I thought, I, the reason I put this one on here um, was because I thought you would have liked it musically because you do like Foo Fighters, uh, at least. Oh, you know that about me? Yeah, I know that you own a few albums on vinyl, so yeah. vinyl records, yeah. albums, yeah. recordings. Some of them are better than others. Right. Uh, the next one, if nobody has anything else to say. No. Okay, it's another polka. I put this one on here for you, Dan. Polka Your Eyes Out. Yes, off the deep end. To me, this was some of the best accordion playing we've heard yet. Okay. Mm. It was it was a real ripper. He ripped on this one. <laughs> I heard that word ripper being used a lot. Really? Describing music recently. I thought I just made that up. No. Well, this, let's pretend I did. Uh, there's an album <laughs> that came out yesterday, uh, Hesitation Wounds, from Jer- Jeremy from Touche Amore. It's a side project. Oh. And a lot of people are calling it a ripper. The only time I've ever referred to something as a ripper before was Jesse and the Rippers from Full House, you know, Uncle Jesse's band. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I refer to my toots as rippers. Yeah. Oh. Toots and the Maytals. <laughs> yes. Uh, I thought it was one of the more difficult polkas we've heard, too. Some of those transitions were pretty tough, and he weathered those storms and got through them smoothly. I like that. I like that analogy. Because it's hard. He's going from one thing to something drastically different, like tempo and feel and everything, mm-hmm. and he just he managed to get through it. And that's some sick, some slick accordion playing. Accordion, I said. <laughs> accordion. I, I, it is. Yeah. It is called accordion. The last song on the playlist is one of the weirdest out there songs, I think. Yeah, I'll say. Top five strangest Weird Al songs. Another long one. It's a Frank Zappa parody, kind of. I never got into Frank Zappa, so yeah, I didn't really know that. But Genius in France off of Poodle Hat. I don't remember this one. All I wrote down was, this song is boring and annoying. <laughs> okay. I don't remember anything about it either. W- what, wow. was, what was it? It's, it's kind of like, you know, Idiocracy the movie oh yeah yeah when like the most oh yeah he's attacking france basically yeah the most average man at this time in the future turns out to be the smartest just by default because everybody else is dumber so this came (laughs) out at a time when like france to you know like the future maga americans they were wimps and cowards and dummies because they didn't want to support america going to war with iraq so it's kind of it's not directly about that but it was it was in the culture at the time Call yeah, people dumb Frenchies. So the dumbest American in France is all of a sudden the smartest guy there. It sounds <laughs> like he was taking that side, though, which I'm not into. I like French people. I'm a globalist. I think that America's pretty bad right now, folks. Like we are not. No, no, than like, the like we're real. But like if you're not an American, you're listening to this. Like it's not us in this room, but like we're sorry. Yeah. For like the people <laughs> that live next door to us. But did he actually believe that or was he no, sarcastic? No. He's it's it's definitely being sarcastic. I kept waiting for that turn to go over the top and be like, Oh, I'm definitely being sarcastic, but he didn't really do that but enough for me. There's some lyrics in here that I still use to this day, like dumber than a box of hair. Yeah. I <laughs> I say that all the time about people. About yourself work. predominantly. Yeah. So do you want to move on to the videos? Do you want to take a little breaky? We could take a little break. Sure. Let's take a little break. We've never done that before. Let's no, do it now. We haven't. We'll give her a little Vokes a little rest. Come back and we'll talk about some some videos. Okay. So we are back, and as we know, Weird Al is not just a funny music man. 
but he's also a funny YouTube man. YouTube? <laughs> YouTube. You like that phrase, YouTube man. <laughs> I don't know why. You say he it predates in YouTube. Yeah, he yeah. does predate YouTube. Uh, he's a funny video guy, I guess, as well. So yeah, he's he's done it throughout his career in different aspects. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna show some music videos as well as some TV clips. Some we're showing them. How, how's that happening? We're. <laughs> I showed them to you guys. Okay, listener, close your eyes right now, and you will see them projected on the inside of your eyelids. Jeff has developed this technology with NASA. Correct. <laughs> only to show Weird Al videos. That's the only <laughs> medium that it works. That's like on Bad Hair Day, if you put the CD into your computer, it was a CD-ROM, and there was this little behind-the-scenes video. I tried to look for it. I couldn't find it on YouTube, but there was a guy on there. It, it's obviously not real, but he got a transplant in his head that replayed Yoda over and over and over and over and over You would again. do that. I want to do that. I want to <laughs> find that guy and be like, could I have your transplant? Because I need to hear the song more in my life. Mm. Eat it. So I put eat it on here. <laughs> we talked about it in our last Weird Al episode. And we <clears> talked <throat> about how this came out during when MTV was huge. Beat It was huge. It was like the number one song in the universe. And it really helped catapult Weird Al's career. Got him into the mainstream got him a lot of fans yeah it's a fun music video one of my favorites actually it's it's very impressive it's pretty much shot for shot if you were to watch it side by side to the original so we were talking off mic about how in my memory i pair this with fat yes a lot me too understandable it's but re-watching them i actually think eat it is a funnier video yes because fat goes for the quick joke of him getting fat and then dancing around in a super fat suit (laughs) but eat it has a lot smaller jokes that you could like miss things that happen in the background and stuff that are like super funny Mm -hmm. plus he has this funny way of like not being a good dancer but trying to recreate michael jackson's dance moves yeah that's funny because he does a pretty good job like I, I don't know how to explain it. Like in the group dance sequences, the choreography, he's like doing an adequate job and it's fine. But the stuff when he's like by himself in his bedroom and he's like really overreacting, like Michael Jackson's angsty dance moves of like, ah, ah, and like <laughs> his finger points and stuff like that is so good because it's so like unnatural looking. He's like very like herky jerky and awkward. And I also, I also love when he's breathing onto the camera and it fogs, and fogs up the lens. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's always been one of the funniest things. to me. I love the repetitive joke of the guy who is not wearing pants or his pants are falling down. The guy in the white leather jacket. Yeah. That's great. There's, there's a lot of funny stuff happening like in minor areas. Like uh, when the two guys face off to fight, they have like a rubber chicken between them. <laughs> yeah. It's a funny video. I liked it. He just looks so awkward with a Jerry curl. That is a good one. So uh, we go from 1984 to the 2010s. Yeah. In the next video. Yeah, I was like, did I watch these out of order? No, I didn't put them in chronological order. Um, it's a video from Funny or Die, which is kind of college humor. College humor. Oh, was it? Oh, By the yeah. way, we should say that this uh, YouTube playlist will be in the show notes as well. Yes, yes, it is. Um, Weird Al gets whiplashed. This is one of my favorites. I really like this one, probably just because I really like Whiplash. It's yeah. one of my favorite movies, probably like all time. But. Yeah, Jimmy bought this movie for me for Christmas a few years back, and I oh, like yeah. it a lot too. I haven't seen it, but I've seen this oh. scene. Oh, really? It, it was when it came out. It was a very oh. popular. Yeah, scene. Let's talk about Not my tempo. It. Not yeah. my tempo, Jeff. Yeah. So uh, he uses a technique that 
we this end up seeing a couple more times in this playlist. He started doing this on LTV, yes, right? And yeah. we're going to get to that. I, again, I put it out of order. No real reason. Nice move, smart guy. Yeah. But this is kind of like the interview thing, but not an interview. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's well done, though. For, for Very the first well like, minute of it, I was like, did he really get J.K. Simmons? <laughs> and then I realized that it's like, no, he's just interacting and with the video. And there's some really good accordion playing, too, in this. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty crazy. So that was really funny. If you don't know the plot, um, the real Whiplash, there's a scene very famous when the drummer character is meeting with his new professor for the first time. And they're having a disagreement like about the tempo of the way a song should be played, and it just escalates, and the teacher becomes like abusive. And I love when J.K. Simmons says, "Like, what am I doing this for?" Whatever, and then Weird Al is like, "I don't know, get an Oscar." Yeah. I thought that was really good. <laughs> There's another good moment too, <laughs> a lot like of fourth wall break. <laughs> yeah, in the original movie, uh, the drummer character gets sort of like downtrodden at one point, and he like lowers his head, and J.K. Simmons to criticize him, he's like. <laughs> He's like, what are you looking down there for? There's no Mars bar down there. And Weird Al's like, actually, there is a Mars bar. I keep it here in case I get low blood sugar. He's like, I'm pretty good. You want a bite? Uh, It was funny. I like this clip, too. It was really good. Smells like Nirvana, the music video. Yes. This is probably my favorite music video. (laughs) Of Weird Al or of everyone? (laughs) No, of Weird Al. You guys are making some big (laughs) statements in this episode. What's your favorite music video of all time? Of all time? Uh... Lonely Island doesn't count. I have an answer. What's yours? Cisco's the thong song. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's really, at the time, that was really, it yeah. got me through a lot of lonely nights. <laughs> the oh. only one that can pop them to my my mind because I was really young when it happened was the Stacy's Mom music video. That was weird. Jimmy was why. really young. We were like graduating yeah. high school. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I, that just popped into my brain. I, I'm not a big music video guy. I mean, the, the thong song was funny, but actually one that I love just because it's super cringy and funny and I wish Weird Al had parodied this song is LL Cool J's theme from Deep Blue Sea. That's a great song <laughs> a really and a great video. music video. It is. Deepest blue is my hat. It's like a shark's fin. He like anamorphs into a shark at one point. It's, it's a cool music video. Yeah, he does. Anyways, this is a classic music video though. Yeah, it was. I mean, there's a video later on this playlist that actually talks about this, but it was filmed on the same soundstage as Smells Like Teen Spirit. Most of the same extras. It's just like the same video yeah that's what i like you mentioned that in the first half of this episode and that's the first time i'd ever heard that and it it makes sense because i have a hard time in my memory separating this from the real video (laughs) like certain times i'm i've seen the nirvana one and i expected things to happen from the weird al where the hell's the cow yeah or like um when does he bend the guitar (laughs) like little things like that and then i'm like oh wait that's not the real music video so yeah, this one's a, this one's a classic. It was fun watching it again. Yeah, it was one thing that was kind of weird though was at this time in Weird Al's look, he was still wearing the glasses, I guess. So he's yeah. wearing the glasses in the music video, which I was like, oh, he should have just went without the glasses to look more like Kurt Cobain. And then he ended up not wearing glasses in real life anyway, so it was kind of weird. Yeah. And it had to be pretty soon after this. Uh, it was like eight years. Oh. But he's funny looking. I like at the end when he starts cutting his own wig. Yeah, that's funny. Um, the Eminem interview, which yeah. is basically the same thing, but he's interviewing instead he's of He's interviewing this. stock footage. Yeah. If you haven't watched the playlist, I mean, you should, but it's it's a lot of editing. So there's a real interview, and then they edit out the interviewee, and then he yeah. asks questions based upon what the answers already are, and it, it flows together like a real interview. As an As an editor, I really appreciate these. I think they're really well done. Yeah, this reminds me a lot of uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast. They did the same yeah. technique in yeah. there. Yep. And uh, 
it's quite funny, especially this Eminem one because now I'm saying, yeah, the, the <laughs> yeah. Now I'm yes, saying I know thing, what you're saying. <laughs> that went on for so long; it was so good. Wait, is that a triple negative? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And then we have White and Nerdy, which I would probably say is probably the first viral music video ever. Yeah, it came out in pretty much when YouTube did, like a year. Two thousand six. Yeah, it came um, out. Key and Peele make some appearances. Yeah, I didn't know that. Donny Osmond's doing some silly dancing. <laughs> Yeah, this was funny. I I had seen it before. Uh, Jeff is wearing a white and nerdy T-shirt right now yeah, for the is. for the occasion, and he also used to have a white and nerdy hoodie that Still he wore. Do. <laughs> I I have a weird memory of us going bowling, and you were wearing that, and I <laughs> I think you were wrapping it while you were bowling. May, this might have been when Ride and Dirty was like playing out a bowling alley, right? Cause yeah, and you were singing the white and dirty <laughs> lyrics over well, that's it. That's because I'm your best friend. You were garnering a lot of attention from other bowlers. Well, I mean. Yeah, they were just jealous of my. Swag. We were on a double date, and the girls did not find it as humorous. I, I don't remember like. this, but I'm going to believe it you. was your girlfriend and the girl that was her college roommate. That oh, I, that was a date. Well, whatever it was, that was a date. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. But anyways, Dad thought it was. <laughs> yeah, who knows what I know? Oh, I mean, good. So for you, uh, this music video uh, was funny, but I still find this song pretty annoying, and I think that has more to do with the original song than the parody of it. But I just find it all right. The lyrics are clever, but I don't like the music so much that it affects the parody. This next video I put on the list specifically because Dan mentioned it in our last episode, especially when we were talking about pancreas, we were talking about like, how does Weird Al record? Like, how does he come up with all these parts? And there's not much footage out there that I'm aware of. If there is, please let me know because I am very interested in seeing it. Mm -hmm. But on the Poodle Hat, not Poodle Hat, uh, straight out of Linwood CD, it was a double-sided disc and the reverse side was a DVD. So there was some like karaoke videos. You could sing the whole album if you want. And there was this featurette, which is about 10 minutes. And it's just behind the scenes, raw footage of them recording the album. And this answered sort of, half of my question especially like about that song um it showed him doing some of the vocal arrangements and working with uh background singers and stuff like that which was interesting because you could see that him and the guys in his band they did some but then they brought an additional vocalist for other parts Mm -hmm. um the thing that didn't really answer and and i talked to jeff about this a little off off mic was like i'm i understand why documentaries like this never answer this question i have because to most people they don't question this it's only because i've been in the recording studio and stuff i want to know who writes the vocal arrangements like physically writes them you could see these singers singing off of charts like music notes and i want to know did weird al come up with that did the producer like i think he has i think he's like doing most of it i don't know if he like physically types out the notes or if he works with somebody, but he's got to because he was from what we saw. He does he was, produce his own albums. Yeah, from what we saw, yeah. he was basically just going like, "Oh yeah, can you slow that down a little bit? Like, I want to get it like the E minor or stuff like that." Like, he's obviously very. I mean, even the weasel talented. sounds, he did the foley himself with like fruits and vegetables. That wasn't like he didn't just like have an artist do it or just have a sound file. They were like cracking celery stalks and like yeah. fingering melons to get those. <laughs> yeah. He sounds, sounds like he knows what he's doing. There's an other moment where he's like, Oh, I think the tenor line should go up to this and stuff like that. So I, I find that very interesting. And, and that does like kind of add a cool extra layer of respect for him. He's not just going in there with like funny lyrics. Exactly. He yeah. actually 
knows music knows yeah. way more about music than i do which sure. makes sense because from what i do know like from the weird al yankovic behind the music that i watched on vh1 <laughs> he grew up like taking accordion lessons and probably learning to like sight read and things like that so i was thinking of putting some of those video clips in this but it was just too much so i didn't so i'm glad you brought up the <laughs> behind <laughs> the music he has one of the weirdest behind the musics because he never had any drug or alcohol problems or yeah. like <laughs> women problems. This is right before he met his wife and there was a line in there where he was like, yeah, you know, when I was in my 30s and I never introduced my parents to a girlfriend. They started questioning me. Huh. Yeah. Great. Great pause. <laughs> cool, Jeff. Uh, moving on to Tacky, which was one of the two or three proper videos for Mandatory Fun. His last several albums, he's had a lot of like animated ones that I don't hmm. really don't hold much weight with me yeah the only one that i'll give an honorable mention to out of that c- category is word crimes because seeing the words that he's talking about and what the issues are and the way right. they animate that is to me adds a little bit to it yeah i i do like that but um my favorite I, from that album is actually foil from uh that's a good video that's like yeah. the yeah. other really proper yeah yeah pat oswald's in that i think he right? is yes and there are also a lot of cameos in tacky which is yeah. one of the reasons why yeah. i picked it because dan is a huge fan of some of these people yeah, this was fun. I remember watching it when it initially came out or shortly thereafter. And some of them like work better than others for me. But my favorite is Jack Black. I just want to see Jack <laughs> Black sing Weird Al songs. He yeah, looks like, like he really is Tenacious into it. D level Jack Black is like some of the funniest shit yeah. of yeah. all time. And that like harkens back to that. Not like the Hollywood school of rock, whatever. Jack yeah. Black. Uh, Kristen Schaal on the elevator is another favorite. She's really good, good too, one. yeah. Um. I like the concept of the video and I think it's funny, but I wish it had a little bit more of a plot rather than just watching people walk. It's a parody of the original video. I guess. I never saw the original. I watched the original after adding this to the playlist because I never saw the original either and I was just curious. And it's it's the same thing. It's it's not one shot or like edited like one shot because there's some breaks when doors close and stuff. Mm. Um, It just cuts to other people just walking and the camera's following them Mm -hmm. as they're singing along to the lyrics. Yeah. But it like cuts to different streets and whatever. I liked when he was on tour with this album and he would do, uh, that's how he would open up every show, wasn't yes. it? Was he, he would, he'd be walking into the venue, shooting he, it like he this. He used to start every show with the polka, but he started with this and there was a cameraman following him and on the screen he would walk from either outside or backstage through the crowd to the stage. Mm. And uh, it was very funny. Was he dressed in tacky clothing? Pretty much what's in the video. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, Bob is one of my, it's probably my favorite Weird Al song. And this is probably my favorite Weird Al video. It's the only video from Poodle Hat. So. I love it. It's it's so perfect. If you're going to do a Weird uh Bob Dylan parody, you got to parody his most recognizable. It's iconic. It's yeah. it's like American it's part pop of pop culture. culture. It's Americana. So this um now I just forgot the name of the Bob Dylan song. Down home subterranean subterranean homesick blues <laughs> if you're gonna do it do it right and it's so good the black and white the outfit the hair the flipping of the uh poster board well, plus, random lyrics plus the song is a parody of that as well well it's a parody of that as, as well but it's every line needs to be seen and spelled out yeah, right so when it's yeah. on the cards it just fits so perfectly and i wonder what concept he had first the video or the song because it's such a perfect video for that type of song. Well, it's like what we were just talking about with word crimes. It actually does add something because you're right. able to visually see the joke. What Did you like this one, Jim? Yeah, I thought it was good. I, I'm not too familiar with the video, but I know of it. Oh, the subterranean? Home. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, I mean, there weren't really music videos back then. Yeah. But in the um, 
uh, D.A. Pennebreaker documentary, um, mm. which I can't remember the name of. He's looking at his giant wall of DVDs. Great. I'm sure that people care, Dan. Just keep looking. <laughs> Just keep crooking your neck. He's like a he's like a giraffe. His he's like a little open. baby giraffe. Oh boy, he's getting, he's up. getting up. Wow, this is some old we used to do this on our old podcast. I thought we had matured. Just walk away from the old podcast. Yeah. Okay. Walking over. We're giving the play by play. He's staring at his DVD collection. Luckily, it's alphabetically ordered. Now, this is a documentary. So, is it by title? Is it? Oh, by he's got it. He's got it. He's, he's coming, coming back. back. Headphones are lifted up. They're on his ears. He's sitting down. Uh, he's going to move the microphone in front of his face shortly. Um, here we go. It's "Don't Look Back" by <laughs> D.A. Pennebreaker. <laughs> Who sadly just recently passed away before the recording of this. So, yeah, in the middle of that documentary, they just go to this, like, music video thing. It's pretty cool. Cool. <laughs> Great. Thanks for the play-by-play, Jeff. You're welcome. Um, the next video, Spy Hard. I put this on here not necessarily because it's, like, the greatest song. Um, I it, It's a funny parody of, like, James Bond-style movie intros. But yeah. this, this was just to show, like, he's done stuff in movies. Like, This yeah. Is The Life was a song for Johnny Dangerously. Spy Hard is the titular song of a movie called Spy Hard, which was one of Leslie Nielsen's later parody I didn't movies. know that was a movie that it, existed. It's a James Bond parody yeah movie and this this video was the title scene in the movie that's oh cool. really he's in it and everything yes that's funny it, it did remind me of those james bond things i i've actually recently started to get into the old james bond some of them get weird yeah this one reminds me of the intro to goldfinger that sort of yeah. vibe so right. yeah this is funny i didn't really care about the song and i didn't know yeah, the movie it was, existed it, it wasn't on an album it's funny for what it is i i lulled <laughs> great so, Jimmy, you should probably talk about the next clip because it rings close to your heart. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, I don't think the fans of the uh, podcast know, but I'm a huge Simpsons fan. I've been watching it since I was a wee babe. Um, but Weird Al was a foreign concept to me until this episode of The Simpsons where he was a guest star on it. And uh, the 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 point of the episode, I think, is uh, Homer and Marge break up for the 4,000th time. And uh, Weird Al brings them back together and he writes a song to... Um, Make them together again. It's a parody of Jack and Diane. It's not oh, an incredibly right, yeah. funny song, but, no. No. but Homer's reaction to it <laughs> always gets me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a line where he says something about food, pizza or taco or something, and Homer's like, thinks it's the greatest thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, those are basically the same thing. Yeah, you and Alan Sherman. That line always kills me. Yeah. <laughs> so that was funny. Yeah, I like that. Um, The Weird Al Show. So I didn't put many clips from the Weird Al, any clips from the Weird Al show on here except for this. This is the intro. Um, I don't think that the Weird Al show is particularly good, um, even though as it came out, I loved it. It was aimed at me when it came out. What year was this? 96, I believe. I want to say maybe 97. Um, so but the intro, the, the song was then on Running With Scissors in 99. And I still think that this video for it holds up. Yeah, I didn't know anything about the Weird Al show. Um, I liked this intro. I thought I was like, "Wow, that's actually like an awesome intro." It's really like good animation. Style. Yeah, it's three yeah. styles of animation it goes from two D to three D computer graphics to claymation. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a minute. It's just nice and tight. There's accordion. It's silly. So I don't know what the show's like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but judging by the intro. It looks like a sort of like Pee Wee's Playhouse. It's a rip shitty Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, exactly. But it looked fun. I would check it out. It's it's not like it's a terrible show. 
it doesn't hold up that well. They, yeah. On Pluto TV, they have a Shout Factory channel, and they recently had like a marathon or something, and I watched a bunch of episodes. Does he integrate like cartoons and stuff into live action like Pee Wee did? Kind of, yeah. And there there are like different skits and bits that he that were actually really funny on there that are yeah. cut throughout the show. Um, Jimmy, are you a fan of a uh, weird Weird Al show? I've never seen it before. I watched Pee Wee's Playhouse, but oh, okay. there are uh, definitely highlights overall. There's some guests like um, from SNL and stuff. There's some famous hmm. people that do appear on the show. Uh, it's it's worth a watch. I'm not saying it's it's not like unwatchable garbage. It's just could have been better. I think. Yeah, but the theme song was real catchy and fun. Right, and and there's a let's just skip the the next one real quick since we're talking about the Weird Al show. There's a short video. I don't know where it originally appeared. But it's called Why a Weird Al Show Was Canceled. It's like a minute long. Which is a very weird thing. Yeah, and it's like uh, pre-fame, what's her name, Octavia Spencer? Yes. Yes, asking Weird Al why his show was canceled. And, and instead that- of like talking rationally or critically or anything, he just launches into this diatribe about how the censorship bothered him and he couldn't do what he wanted, like cut into <laughs> his arm with a knife. <laughs> and and then they have this it. really weird special it's a effect. It's really impressive sight gag. Yeah, and there's no edits. I don't. It must have been like a part of the knife had a little spring-loaded yeah, area or something. Thing. I don't know how it's done. Yeah, and then he starts sawing into his arm and blood starts dripping out and he's just like, while he's doing it, he's not reacting to it. He's just talking about it. He's like, oh... The censors told me if I ever wanted to, like, cut into my arm, for example, I couldn't because it would encourage children to want to cut into their arms. <laughs> he was, was like, funny. I'm bleeding a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny. It, yeah. I don't know where it came from, but I liked I'm it. I'm not sure. I know I've seen it before, but when I was looking for some, like, weird out there videos, I had to put it on here. I was wondering if it could have been, like, a little bumper on any of that Al TV stuff. It might have been. Because when he was doing those MTV things, I I didn't don't think I watched them when they originally aired, but... Um, because I'm a loser and you guys are losers too. So I'm, you may have I'm had this experience loser, yeah. <laughs> um, when my entire family was having super fun Super Bowl parties, I would lock myself in a bedroom upstairs and watch Al TV marathons that they showed during the Super Bowl. Oh, did they? Yeah. They would show Al TV intercut with celebrity death match, but not like whole episodes. Oh, 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 nice. I accidentally started playing the video. Wow. Um, <laughs> They, I forgot about celebrity death match. So yeah, they would have like this block of Super Bowl programming and it was pretty much Al TV clips and Celebrity Deathmatch clips all cut up and interspersed. Speaking of Celebrity Deathmatch and Weird Weird Al videos, I recently saw a video. He was on that show VIP with Pamela Anderson, but he <laughs> played like a, he played himself, but he played a serious role, which was creepy. And one of the a- characters on the show asked him about Celebrity Deathmatch, like why he didn't fight Al Gore differently, and he was like, "That was Clay." Like, That's actually a funny joke, but that show was cringy. Yeah. Um. So going back one. Weird Al on the Howard Stern show, which is where he talks about uh, Smells Like Nirvana video. Yeah. This was fun. Um, I had heard the interview either when it originally aired or on a like um, like a rerun. It that, did replay about a year ago yeah. on uh, Sirius. And Jeff and I are big Howard Stern fans. Yeah, huge. And I, it's weird because Howard Stern, he has changed over the years, but he's well known for giving like pretty getting pretty in depth and very personal interviews. I, I think Howard Stern's the greatest interviewer of all time. Yeah. Him he just Terry came out Gross with that are, book. Yeah. Howard Stern comes again, Him which and Terry is based Gross on his interviews. Incredible mm-hmm. interviewers. What'd you think of this clip, Jim? You're, you're not really a big Howard Stern fan yeah. as of yet. <gasps> um, I, I do like Howard Stern. I wouldn't say I'm talked into it, but um, I, I've, I've always come 
come around to like these clips on YouTube where he's interviewing different people and stuff. Yeah, he's a great interviewer. Yeah, so um, I like this. Uh, I like listening to uh, different stories about how he talked to different people about if I can, uh, Weird Al that is, about how um, he would like ask permission to parody their song or, or the music video and For stuff. For years so. he legally had to get permission yeah. and then when the laws changed he just kept it up as a formality. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought this was cool because a lot of times Weird Al can sort of fall into like the Robin Williams category of people that are difficult to interview because they're zany. Yeah. And like I thought, I mean, this clip is only part of the interview. Yeah, it's about an hour long. So I don't really remember how long it took Howard to get him into this place of like actually speaking at a human level. I don't think he was ever in this particular interview crazy because he used to be he used to never give serious interviews. Yeah. He did on the um, not, WTF podcast, too. That was a good interview. Yeah, and not over the top. Like, maybe Robin Williams is a bad comparison because he wasn't, like, bouncing off the walls doing characters, but he would just, like, make light of everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he wanted to get serious about, like, his quote-unquote art form or anything. So it was kind of nice to see him talk in, uh, nuts and bolts about what he does and things like that. Right. I and agree. And a lot of these interviews that I've I've heard, a lot of the stories are the same because a lot of people ask the same questions. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's a human underneath all the silly hair. <laughs> that hair is getting thinner as the years go by. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about it, Dan. Everybody will die one day, and I don't want to think about that yet. <laughs> uh, the Bruce Springsteen interview. I put this on here because we're Bruce Bros. Yeah, we're Bruce Bros. We love we love Bruce Boss. And this isn't particularly one of even the top ten Weird Al interviews, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But. What'd you think about it? It's another one of those Al TV things, I take it. Yeah, it's from Al TV. Yeah, it was funny. It, intercut clips. I think I've actually seen this Bruce interview, which tells you how much of a Bruce nerd <laughs> I am. I think I've only seen it one or two times, so even I haven't seen it that often. I'm going to say that it is from the promotional tour of Tunnel of Love, if I'm correct. Or was it um, Born in the USA, because he mentions that album. I don't Does know. he say it's new? I don't remember. But it's, Anyways, it's from the mid 80s. It's funny. I don't remember a lot of what happened in this interview because I was just like, oh, it's another one of these LTV edited things. But yes. I wonder if Bruce and Al are friends in real life. I hope they are. <laughs> Probably not. I'm sure they've crossed paths. Has he done any official Bruce no, parodies? He hasn't. I he don't had know. that one that, according to his Wikipedia, Jimmy and I saw it was supposed <laughs> hey, to be yeah. a prestige but... party at the Leper Colony. Yeah. I don't know if it was a timing thing or what, but he, he never really. Because, like, Bruce's biggest commercial success was in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's still hugely popular. I mean, Al was around in the 80s. Yeah, but I don't know if, like, it just didn't, the timing just didn't work out for his albums. I'm not sure why, but he never did. Um, Maybe someone suggested it, like a producer or a record agency exec. They're like, oh, you should do Born in the USA. And he's like, no, no, it's too serious. That might have been, because back then he had to ask permission legally. He might not have got permission. No, I mean Al took it too seriously it was too good to parody he didn't want to make light of it oh i see what you're saying that's what i hope in my heart uh the last two videos i put on this list before watching but i don't regret it they are they're just live videos from the last two years fans took them on their phones i wanted to put some live stuff on here um and i wanted to also highlight the musical side of things so these last two videos we could talk about them as one or separately um the first one is from the strings attached tour which is currently going on by the time this episode's out it might be over so no spoilers for people who haven't seen it 
um, and the other ones from last year from the vanity. A lot of people don't want to know what songs he's yeah. doing on his tours. Oh yeah, because um, he has sort of a, a set list, right? Yeah, he recently. I wish that I put this on here, but like yesterday or two days ago, he did Jurassic Park in Japanese at one show, <laughs> and it's like blowing up all the Weird Al fan pages right now. Oh boy, yeah, it's wacky. Um, Jeff is a close personal friend of Weird Al. So these are, these are medleys of songs, parodies or songs that he has done in different styles. Yeah. And Dan being a music guy, Jimmy liking mm-hmm. music as well. Uh, what do you think about these? Quality aside, because they're from cell phones. Yeah, I can set that aside. Um, I was impressed, especially with some of the genre bending stuff. I thought that takes a lot of talent and a lot of work to take something that's already a parody of something else. And put a third twist on it, yeah. right? Which is cool. I have to say, I was a little bit let down though because you've told me over all these years about how much of a ex- multimedia experience seeing Weird Al live is, and the clips you chose, he was pretty much just standing there singing. Yeah, and these ones he like sits down on a stool. Yeah, he, I was like, um, so that's a lot of sitting from a guy who's not playing an instrument. J- just for these medleys, <laughs> and the Vanity Tour was no frills. So, oh, this is the one that you were all excited about because it was weird stuff, right? Yeah, every tour had a different set list, and so this is this might be strange because it's like not that like crazy zany over the top stuff, but I just wanted to highlight some of. Yeah, like what I kind of was hoping to see was him in the fat suit, like dancing around on. So <laughs> one one of the things that I did put in here is eat it in the style of Lola or Layla. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, because this year he decided to not do Michael Jackson songs. Mm. which is because it's relevant yeah michael jackson is also scum yes so he he no longer does michael jackson songs he was interviewed and he mentioned it he didn't get too into it because he tries to be neutral on things but like he's also a human and not a scumbag so yeah i'm not doing michael jackson like he realizes what he did for his career but he's not gonna it is weird i mean not to go off on a tangent but i was just in a clothing store today that was playing like michael jackson's greatest hits and i was like really is that the hill you want to die on yeah if it comes on the radio i'm not saying you have to change the station but i don't know if i'd put in a whole michael jackson album but his song just like if i was a performer i don't know if i i kind of agree with him yeah no i agree with him too but like some of those songs are like so good and they're so entwined in pop culture. So I understand why, but the nature of a parody, you can't help but harken back to the original. Exactly. So I, I do applaud him for not playing it. Some people are like, Oh, I wish I saw I mean, I've seen him live, so I'm not like missing anything. I'm sure there's a lot of like bros in this country who are like, play, eat it. Who cares? Don't be a PC. The snowflake. The overlap in the Venn diagram of bros like that and Weird Al fans is pretty true. Pretty (laughs) slim. I'm sure they're out there. And if you're listening, just reflect. Just by the way, this is something that I wanted to get into at some point in this episode. Let's cut the malarkey. Let's get down to brass tacks. Brass tacks. When you're in the audience at a Weird Al concert, in a pie chart. (laughs) <laughs> the whole pie being everyone there. Okay. Give me the breakdown percentage wise of age groups. Do not rose color this to make it look like. No, I'm not going to. I would say most people are between in their 20s to 40s. So original fans. Uh, Well, think about it. He's been around for almost 40 years. So people who found him at 12 are now in their 50s, 60s. Yeah. He does have older fans. It is. It's very hard to say, but it does go from like five-year-olds to 70-year-olds. So what I'm getting at, though, is it's not like 
80% kids and their parents and then you and 20 other guys. <laughs> No, no, it's not. It's very diverse. There's a lot of there's a lot of couples in their 20s that go there. There are groups of guys that get I've been to several shows where people like you like you just made fun of are screaming like, I want to F Weird Al. Huh? And you're like, ah, there's kids here. You probably shouldn't do yeah. that. <laughs> or they're like, oh, Weird Al, my daddy F my mom. Like, that's something that people say. So there, there's It's just so diverse. It's such a it's not like sports. Like when you go to sports, a lot of people are just like, yeah, we're pumped and yeah all this energy but it's just such a weird well, like people thing. have questioned us going to see bruce springsteen concerts because most people there are older than us i would you say it's more or less diverse than that it's way more diverse than a bruce show okay hmm. yeah didn't think about that it is it w- and whether that's you think that's a bad thing i don't think it's a bad thing i no i, I think, think it's, it's a, a good thing. thing i my my conception was that Weird Al is predominantly a little kid performer, and then you just happen to show up with some other creeps. For like what the first time I saw him was in February 2000, I was 14. And when I went there, you know, like I knew some punk music, but like the people sitting next to me were like two foot tall mohawk punks, you know, just like Mm. these. And you were like, Can I be you? I'm like, Wow, like the perception from a young kid who hasn't been in this scene yet, the perception is like, You guys are hard asses and like you probably do drugs and do all this crazy stuff. And they're singing along to the same exact songs I'm singing along to about. They were like, We're here to sell drugs to kids. (laughs) (laughs) But and it's funny because like then next to me, there's like uh, a family. And I mean, I was with my mom, so like we were the family there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very diverse show. So that was a tangent. Will you bring your kid to a Weird Al show someday? Yes, that's my that's the only goal that I have. Even though adult. Lindsay doesn't like Weird Al that much. If she, she gets Lindsay, pregnant. Lindsay went to see Weird Al with me. Will you drag her just so the fetus can hear Weird Al? Yeah, he, the fetus has to hear Weird Al. If she's else. pregnant, will you put headphones on her stomach? Yeah, no, that's she's like, I want to listen to Taylor Swift. And I was like, that's that's toxic. We don't need that kind of negativity <laughs> in our life. Um, so Jimmy, I know that we are talking Dan into Weird Al. Yes. But I, I need to ask him the question personally. Oh, that's fine. Friend to friend. I understand. Dan, after two episodes of just digging into Weird Al as a musician, a comedian, and we didn't even get into like comedy bang bang stuff. I know you've seen a lot of it. I didn't put any of it on there. And just Weird Al as a man. (laughs) As a man. (laughs) As a friend. He's not my friend. Did I as me as your friend? Oh, this is a bro. This is a bro moment. I'm having you a hard to look, look at him in the eye. Dan's, I don't know if I can. Dan's look at him. eyes are closed. He's rubbing his eyes. Dan, did I talk you into Weird Al Yankovic? Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm hugging you. I'm hugging you. I'm getting up. Oh my god. Jeff is getting Everybody. up. He's hugging. It's a hug from behind. It's a hug. Oh. Oh, I love you, Dan. Watch the hair. This is the proudest moment in my life. I love you. That's adorable. I love you. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I mean, you knew I was sort of negative going into this whole thing. In episode one, I was like, mm, this is pretty good. I have to say, I wasn't as blown away by what we did for this episode as I hope to be. Mm. I wanted to be like sold on it. Like, let's go see Weird Al. Now, this was a lot more positive than I thought it would now be. Now that Dan is a close personal friend of Weird Al. No, I'm not. <laughs> we, we're going to watch all the live shows. We're going to watch UHF. Okay. We're going to see him on his next tour. We just missed it. Timing was bad. We could have went together. <laughs> now, 
not that I wish this on him, knock on wood, this doesn't happen, but what if he somehow dropped dead? I'll kill myself. How sad would you <laughs> be? I will kill myself. That I've never gotten to go see Weird I, Al with I you. I won't even research whether it's a hoax or not. I'll just kill myself. <laughs> Immediately. Yeah, I don't own a gun. I'll just go buy one because you can do that anywhere, and I'll put a bullet in my head. Jeff will see the scroll on the bottom of like CNN and just walk out of his house. <laughs> Lindsay will be like, where are you going? And she'll look out the window and Jeff will be laying down in the middle of the street. The scroll will say weird Al D and I'll kill myself. But then they'll just say dyes his hair and it, I'll, I'll be dead. So I can't do anything. The fact that you live in a world where weird Al dying his hair makes CNN shows you how damaged you are oh no wow. it was fun though i liked it i liked listening to the stuff um yeah i don't know where i'm gonna fall in the future but i could see myself going to see weird Al live oh me too we're doing it yeah it sounds like it'd be fun i don't know if i'll see it every tour but i think i'd like oh, to experience it once I, you do <laughs> multiple times usually yeah he does so since you talked me into weird Al. Oh. <sighs> let's just i just need to take this in okay, okay. on the next it's episode in. it's soaking in i'm talking jeff and jimmy into the boston celtics <laughs> oh i thought you're gonna say weird al again no i'm just kidding what are we doing for the next episode i legitimately forgot downton abbey <laughs> oh i am talking you guys you are. yeah you are <laughs> i am talking jeff and jimmy into the british period piece downton abbey oh i had no idea yeah, wow. you are. <laughs> yeah, which aired in America on PBS and is now available streaming on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is a series about the early 20th century aristocracy in England and the juxtaposition between the upstairs family and the downstairs staff. But is there any polka? <laughs> there is so much polka. No, I'm going to love it. There's no polka. But... And actually, like, now that you say that, one of my least pa- favorite parts about the series, not that it really matters that much, but it has a really bad score. It sounds like a really bad British soap opera, which kind of it is, but <laughs> okay. it's a really good British soap opera. So the music is not important, though. The rest of it is really good. The writing, the acting, the stories. Yeah, it's good. The tales. Yeah. <laughs> this so, is so different from Weird Al. We're literally going yeah. from one extreme to the other. Let's get classy, folks. <laughs> we were weird. Now we're getting classy. Can I wear a robe next episode? Uh, No, you can. Well, you can wear a robe as long as you have a silk ascot underneath it. Oh, yeah, of course. Why would I not wear a silk ascot underneath the robe? Okay, good. Uh, what kind of plebe do you think I am? I'm asking, asking you guys to watch the complete first series because it's British. What is it, like three episodes? Seven. I'm gonna <laughs> leave this show. It's so good, Jeff. It's so good. Seven's a lot of episodes for Talk Me Into. Yeah, but it's fun. Yeah, we did like 14 for Doctor Who. Do yeah, it. We did like 20 for Doctor <laughs> Who. Yeah. Series one, Downton Abbey. Dan, and where can they find this podcast on the internet? You can find us on DowntonAbbey.com. No, I'm, I messed that up. <laughs> Close personal friends of Val. Yeah. Uh, TalkMeInto.com. www.talkmeinto.com. You can find us on Twitter.com under the name <laughs> at TalkMeInto. That's that A with the circle around it. So Twitter.com slash TalkMeInto. Are you kind of upset that that doesn't have a name other than the at sign? Yeah. You know, like, like ampersand? Well, yeah, ampersand yeah. is the and sign. Yeah, there should be. The pound sign. What if there is and we just don't know? There's not. I've Googled it. It's just called the at sign. Let's come up with it. What would it be called? It can't be like at Jimmy. You have any theories? At for sand would be too confusing. Oh, yeah. No, that would be too confusing, I'm saying. What about like Adascon? 
I like Addison talk me into. Yeah. Do you, okay. mean, you don't like it or you do it's like fine. it? It's fine. Find okay. us on We're Twitter, Addiscon Talk Me Into. Yep. Uh, use, use the number sign Talk Me Into. I'm Addiscon Jeff with five Fs, two seven, because I like Weird Al, two seven. Yeah. Uh, and you are on Instagram, you're Addiscon Large Hard Hard On Collider. Yes, Addiscon Large Hard On Collider. It's like the Large Hard On Collider. Oh, you can also email the podcast if you feel so inclined. If you feel so inclined. I feel very inclined to do so. How would I do so? Talk me into addiscongmail.com. I like it. You can find me on Twitter uh, under the name Addiscon Danny Breakdown. Danny underscore Breakdown. Danny underscore Breakdown. Thank you, Jimmy. These Addiscons are getting into our <laughs> yeah, brains. It's wrecking me. You can find me on Twitter.com. <laughs> Addiscon, son of a bitch. Maybe it's already called Addiscon and they're just abbreviating it to at. Maybe. That'd be dope. Wow. Son of a bitch. S O N N A V A F I T C H. And Addiscon, son of a bitch, on Instagram as well. Yeah. In the meantime, thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next surf dumb Jim, do we have any reviews or emails or anything like that? We do. Oh, Jeff has one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jim, you're going to have to edit this cuz I don't have it pulled up. Oh. I do. I was oh, waiting to say do, it, yeah. but it's fine. Be good. Tough meat. <laughs> Please tell me we have that. Yeah, it's not there. <laughs> this is at the end of the episode. Hope you guys liked it. <coughs> my laugh just got caught in my nose. <clears throat> How does that happen? I don't know, but it feels weird. Okay. Jimmy, you want to start the talk me into Oh, uh, mine's so shitty, but okay. Dan. Yeah. What are you talking yourself into this week? I forgot. No, I really did. So I didn't write it, it down. Up. I didn't write it down. Poor Jimmy has to <laughs> write it down. <laughs> I have no recollection. Uh, could you talk yourself into you go being and I'll think about it. <laughs> I, I thought about it, but I just didn't write it down, and now I can't remember. Okay. So the cover said he introduced the movie for like three minutes, and then his <laughs> voice was never heard again. That's cool. funny. <laughs> Great, everybody. Dan couldn't wait to f***ing put the tough meat in his mouth again. <laughs> I thought we were done. <laughs> and you're like, also, and I'm like... <laughs> so, Jeff, you need to get to work on this Patreon stuff because your official title will be co-host and, I don't know, something about Patreon or merchandise. Great, great one. I hope this is recorded Jimmy will so be, the world could hear how stupid your ideas are. Jimmy will be host slash producer and I will be host slash social media marketing okay okay what do you want your title to be jeff host slash headphone engineer no you're slash archivist (laughs) archivist that's weird because i'm in i'm in charge of all the audio archives you are for patreon (laughs) oh not these current ones though jimmy is (laughs) that's true uh how about host slash friend archivist what would you call patreon Customer support? Customer support, yeah. I don't know. What are we recording first? We Ooh. just recorded our first Patreon ad, so. Oh, cool. Join. Of the day. Patreon.com slash talk me into. Jimmy, put like a funny into, little musical. Into. Talk me into. Hey, uh, could you talk me into that? Hey, uh, Jeff, what's a patron? Inside joke. <laughs>
extreme. Nobody understands it. There's some usable stuff that you can definitely edit into a Patreon ad. <laughs> yeah. That's going in there somewhere. Okay. I think you should just put it at the end of an episode in its entirety uncut. Okay. <clears throat> Are we recording? Oh, we're recording. Oh, then Dan, you bring us in because we're talking about Weird Al. Okay. Okay. Okay, Phil. Yeah, but usually the person who's talking does that. No, when we come back to talk about it, the person being talked into. It doesn't into, matter. It doesn't matter. We don't have a format. We do. We have a format. I worked hard on that format. We have we do, a format. And it eventually but... fell into that. When we introduce the topic, the person talking into does it. And when we come back after the break, the person being talked into comes back into it. It's just, you'll notice that it usually happens that way. Everything you know is wrong. <laughs>